0: we welcome to the program kirk bowles from the austin american statesman I kirk uh, longhorns we, we talk a lot about uh, finishing up here trying to finish games finish drives and that could be uh, that could be said for texas uh, this past weekend against iowa state they had a chance to finish and just didn't get it done
1: they did not and tom herman may be finished as a result so uh, yeah they, he's been in more than their share of close games and uh, he's won some of them but
2: don't think he's one enough, Phil. I mean, Glenn. Let me ask you, Kurt, with with the – what, Caden Stern, uh, is he is his situation different than the offensive linemen? Do you feel like they're the same? Do you feel like they're opting out because they don't have the Big 12 to play for? Do you feel like they're opting out to really get themselves ready for the draft? Or do you feel like they're opting out because – possibly what's going on with Tom Herman and the, 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 you know, just the inconsistency of what really is coming out of both of those camps.
1: Well, it's, it's hard to totally know the truth, Glenn, but I think it's primarily for business interests and it's a business decision, uh, to get ready for the, uh, NFL draft. Uh, both are juniors. However, uh, The left tackle, Sam Cosby, is much more highly regarded. And most projections I've seen have him going late first, early second round. So, you know, he's talking, you know, decent to really good money. Caden Stearns, I don't put uh, anywhere close to that same level. But uh, it just just looks bad. It's bad optics, them opting out. And uh, it's just the fact that both of them are captains too, Glenn. I mean, what message does that send to the rest of the team if two of your captains are like, like, eh, you know, this isn't the bowl game. This is two games in the bowl game. So they're leaving three games early. So, right. you know, and it's kind of a, it seems like it's kind of a growing trend in college football. And I don't fault any player or athlete for opting out because of the concern of the COVID. None of us should or can. Uh, Doubt their sincerity, but this this just seems more like a business decision, and and it just doesn't look very good, Glenn.
2: Right. Uh, Let me ask you now, uh, and back to Tom Herman, and I I know there's been a lot of speculation about uh, what if, uh, financially, where the university is as far as I think early in the year. We had talked to you, and the university athletically was losing somewhere north of $150 million. To have to now pay this out, uh, pay a coach who they extended, was it two years ago that they extended him, Kirk?
1: Yes, sir, after the Sugar Bowl, it was. Okay, so with
2: with that extension being put in, with them all, you, you know, with Ellinger coming out and we're back, and 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 all of the hoopla that went around with that, what is the number that right now that and, and from what I understand, it, as of December one, did that number come down? What what number is that that they're going to have to pay to 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 realistically move on from Tom Herman and this staff?
1: Well, it's uh, over and above north of uh, twenty million. It's fifteen point four million for. Tom Herman himself, but you get into the staff and it could rise well over 20 million. Again, if they make the move, that would depend if the new coach kept some of them, you know, they might can save some money that way, but you got to figure it's probably a minimum decision of 20 million and could rise uh, above that. And that's before you paid uh, the next coach and his staff uh, a nickel. So this is not uh, a small decision. It uh, involves a lot of cash at a time when, you know, people are cash strapped. And it also comes at a time when, you know, pledges are coming due for the uh, South End Zone complex that's going up uh, to the tune of $175 million. And, you know, they're, you know, you got pledges from donors. And, you know, probably a lot of those pledges came well before the pandemic hit. And before a season, when you are sitting here with a 5-3 and three record, and you're already out of the race with two games left. So it's, uh, it's problematic. And, you know, and I think you know, there's a tendency, Glenn, to say, well, it's Texas. They'll come up with the money. It's, as Red McComb said, they've got more money than the Vatican. And that may be uh, partly true. But uh, it, it still would make a dent, leave a mark. There's no question about that.
2: Well, I'm, I'm and I'm gonna I'm gonna jump out of the way after this one. Let my partners talk to you because I know they enjoy talking to you as well. But what about who, who do you, who's being mentioned other than Urban Meyer? Uh, are there names that are out there that are kind of being thrown around? I've heard Mario Cristobal at 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 Oregon. I've, there's a couple of names that I've heard, but. Uh, other than other than Urban Meyer, and if you don't get Urban Meyer, are are you going to get in one of these situations like you just got into? Where, where okay everybody it was it was it was Nick Saban and oh his wife was viewing property down on Lake Austin and yada 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 we're hearing the same stories now oh Urban Meyer's wife she's down here mm-hmm. she's down here got a real estate agent and she's down here looking at looking at Lake Austin prop if we don't if it's not Urban Meyer. And they can't get Urban Meyer. Who do you think is the next logical choice, and so that they don't get caught into this? uh Oh, we didn't get Nick Saban, so we got to go get Tom Herman. Well,
1: and that's problematic as well because it's a very shallow pool of candidates, at least proven candidates. And uh, you know, you might have you know lesser candidates like a Sean Clark at Appalachian State or Billy Napier at uh, Louisiana Lafayette, but. You know, if Urban Meyer said no, he's happy in retirement and in the TV studio, you know, I'm a big proponent of Matt Campbell at Iowa State, you know, with everything that he's done. Uh, You know, he he beat Texas and Oklahoma this year, and he's practically clinched the spot uh, in the Big 12 championship game at Iowa State, first time in school history that would happen, at a place that had not won any conference championships since 1912. Uh, all that said you know he's born in Ohio he spent his time in in Ohio at uh, Bowling Green in Toledo and and then at, Ohio, at Iowa State and he just he seems very midwestern rooted if you will and he likes that region of the country and you know everything I've ever heard from anybody that knows him or talks to him seems like he'd be much more interested in a a Michigan, a Michigan State, a Notre Dame, Ohio State, something like that, and he can afford to be picky, you know, because he's got a nice job and he's got a nice gig. So uh, they just gave him a contract extension not long ago. So I think he, I think the world to him. I think he's somebody I would really go after strong if they make the move. Uh, you get past them, and, the, and a lot of it's who can you get? Uh, I know for a fact, Christian Conte is a big a uh, fan of James Franklin at Penn State and while he's having a horrendous record at, I guess they're one in five after beating Michigan, uh, he, you know he's had a strong run there. And I know uh, he's highly regarded by Chris Del Conte. And I know Chris, all the conversations we've had in the three years I've known him is that you know he likes when you hire somebody, he has a strong body of work. And it's somebody like a Vic Schaefer who covered women's basketball or coach women's basketball at Mississippi state, you know, took them back to back final four. So he's not, he's not into a one year wonder flash in the pan. You know, some people might consider PJ Fleck like that. Some people might look at Luke fickle the same way. Uh, But, you know, you get past the urban Meyer, Mac Campbell, uh, James Franklin, a Mario Cristobal at Oregon, you know, maybe a Brian Hartson at Boise state who was an OC here under Mac. Uh, it can get
0: pretty skimpy pretty fast. Kirk, we we we've talked about the situation and, and what's going on with Coach Herman and and in uh, potential replacements. Is there any way, in your opinion, he saves his job if he beats Kansas State and Kansas and wins his bowl game and goes eight and three? Can he save his job?
1: I don't know if they could wait till a bowl game in late December to make a decision like this. I do not think they will be a push by the December 16th, early signing period. And, and I, I would support them on that. I don't think you make a decision uh point. We got to get a coach in the next two weeks or we're going to lose, you know, that wide receiver, or that safety. I don't think you can make a decision based on that. You would like to, it'd be preferred, but you know, when you're looking at coaches that are, you know, in their conference championship hunts and races and, In NFL, I think that would probably rule out a Kyle Shanahan. Uh, I think uh, so, you know, that's also a factor. But, uh, you know, until they fire him, there's always a chance he could come back. I think it'd be a really hard sell to sell to Longhorn Nation and season ticket holders because I think so much of the fan base is checked out already. But if you can't get the guy you want, hey, Tom Herman's not a bad coach, okay? He's he's won some big games here. He just hasn't won enough consistently.
0: Kirk, as always, thanks for the time. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Y'all uh, take care.
0: You too. Kirk Bowles from the uh, Austin American Statesman.